Welcome to this podcast, which is about the magic of natural healing. I am Julia Melville. I'm an accredited psychotherapist, Kundalini yoga teacher, and a transformational guide. And I've worked in mental health for over 15 years. I'm fascinated by the energies we carry within us, the impact they have on our moods and the overall mind-body connection, and how we can heal ourselves, the breath, and how changing how we breathe can alter our mood. I am Julia Coulson, and I am a psychotherapist and Kundalini yoga teacher. I've been working in the mental health field for over 15 years now. We are complex human beings and the importance of the connection of mental health, emotional health, physical health, and spiritual health to bring us into balance so that we can live our life to our full potential and feel happier in ourselves absolutely fascinates me. These are the things that we are not educated on when we grow up. So we end up losing a sense of ourselves. Together, Julia and I run Perth Wellness Centre, a centre with holistic therapies to help bring mind, body and soul back into balance. We are ready to open the doors when restrictions lift and really believe that people are needing this now more than ever. We decided to start these podcasts as there is still such a stigma around mental health and talk about subjects that can still be difficult for people to talk about and bring awareness for other ways of taking care of ourselves. Our thoughts affect our mood, our actions affect our mood, our behaviour affects our mood. Too much food, not enough food, too little rest to rejuvenate. These all impact on how we feel. And when we are in these energies, we are not fully present with ourselves to notice. If we're feeling rubbish, we want to distract ourselves away from that feeling and often reach for the nearest solution. It could be food or alcohol. Our unhealed emotional wounds are held in our energy. If they are not cleared, they will repeatedly manifest into a physical issue to make you aware of their presence. Your emotions must be released for long-term wellness. Negative emotions that are not expressed stay trapped in the body and affect our mental and physical health and have a major detrimental effect on the immune system. If we continue ignoring the messages of our bodies, we become ill, dis-ease starts to grow, and this is an area that we're going to be covering today with our guests. What if we knew that physical problems manifest in our body and are simply to warn us that there are stuck emotions that need to be cleared? Our emotions and thoughts have a direct impact on our physical health. Our emotions affect every cell in our body. Our bodies are the most incredible computers and it is more important than ever to start to understand the language of our body to keep ourselves healthy. It's very easy to get caught up in the stories we tell ourselves. If you have a story that you often repeat to yourself, then this has been passed down from generation to generation. Become aware of the language you use towards yourself and the tone of voice. And the good news is that we can change these negative patterns of behavior. We can elevate our mood in an amazing variety of ways that we're going to share with you now. And we are delighted to be joined by Lilia Sinclair, the founder of Heal Scotland, and Claire Hollihan, who is a medical herbalist and runs westhighlandherbal.com. And together, Lilia and Claire have written Scotland's Wild Medicine. So welcome. 
Welcome. Lilia, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little about what you do? Yes, I would. And that's a fantastic introduction. I'm just enthralled by what you guys are doing. I'm very excited about Perth Wellness Centre. Yes, my name's Lilia and I have been into fitness and health since I was like 18, 19. I was always very fascinated by the physical um, health of the body and then obviously diet etc and back then I just really thought that's all that health is about diet and exercise and then <clears throat> obviously as I grew and learned and did a million courses throughout the years I realized that I could tell people what to eat and they didn't eat it and I thought well what's that and then um, that took me on to the mind stuff the subconscious mind and then eventually got me to this place where you're like right okay it's the gut biome <laughs> and it's the external environment and the internal environment. So during that, the, the course of my 60 years, I've lost a lot of loved ones to cancer and, and different disease. And I've always strongly, strongly, intuitively felt that um, we weren't addressing the root cause. And, uh, and in Scotland, we have one of the worst health pictures in the world. And a lot of people don't like you saying that, but I'm sorry, it's true. And I believe that the politicians aren't going to fix it, that we, the people, can fix it. So <clears throat> a few years ago, I decided to set off on a mission to educate, inspire and support people in a journey of self-healing. I work usually work with people one-to-one -one workshops. I do my own retreats. Um, and two years ago, actually, coming up on the, the 1st of April, I, start, I ran a three-month healing community with 12 people um, to just prove literally that if you do the right things every day for long enough, the body will respond. It really isn't rocket science, but I wanted to demonstrate in Scotland that this was possible. So a lot of kicking and screaming, we categorically showed the, the improvements that you can make when you do certain things. Um, and then moving on from that, uh, I've learned a ton more. I met Claire Holohan, who's now become a good friend and was absolutely blown away by her information I spent a few days at her croft um, she's somebody that truly walks the walk and I started to look at the, at the universe and at the um, at the ground and the trees and the soil in a completely different way and we talked and you know it's hard to say exactly when it happened but between myself and Claire and another two friends um, Ailey Cameron the photographer and Jane Wright, who's an, used to be the editor for the Sunday Herald magazine, um, we came together to pull, particularly Claire and I's knowledge, Ailey's incredible view of our incredible landscape, and um, to create something that would really inspire people to understand that everything that we need for full health is actually already there. And we have, well, I certainly know, I was walked up in a canal bank just in front of my family home for years and didn't realise that there's medicines growing all along there. I've always loved being outside. I've always loved the sea. The research into this book has got me so excited about, because we've got the science. We now understand why these things feel so good and why we are drawn quite innately to these, intuitively to these things. But now I think for the people who, because we've disconnected ourselves from the electromagnetic field and the food and the, the, the natural innate infinite source of power that is there. And what we are saying with this book is, um, and Claire came up with a name, which I absolutely love. And she knew intuitively, she said, I think I found the name. And um, she said, Scotland's Wild Medicine. I was like, that's it. It's just 
because it's wild in every way. It's wild because it's out there. It's wild because we don't know it. It's wild because it's so powerful. And you know the thing that I love most? It's free. Every single person on this planet, not just in Scotland, although we're starting here, um, can access this stuff in this book. And it's the it's a basic, we've tried to make it as accessible and inclusive for everyone to really inspire people to go, I could do that. So. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Thank Lydia. You. Sounds amazing. And I just love how you use the words educate and inspire because that is what we all need. Claire, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little about what you do? Sure. So I am a medical herbalist and massage therapist. I live in Loch Allen in the West Highlands. And um, I, before COVID and lockdown and everything, I was running a lot of one-to-one -one clinics, face-to-face -face clinics, um, where I would see patients for herbal medicine and massage. Um, now I've moved to mostly online, as many of us have, and uh, over the phone consultations for the time being. So we've also got a small holding here in Loch Allen where we've got a big herb garden. And another thing that I do is um, we have volunteers here on the small holding. We get them into the garden, get them out into nature, get them learning about um, herbal medicine, how to make it, how to grow things, um, feed them lots of lovely foods and yeah, generally give them a really great experience. Uh, we also raise um, animals, livestock naturally. Um, and I run workshops in herbal medicine making, foraging, um, nutrition, all manner of healthy, wonderful things. Um, and I run some retreats as well. Um, my real passion is to get people to open their eyes to the green spaces that are out there and see what could be some wasteland uh, transformed into a medicine cabinet or um, look at the plants that are poking out the cracks in the pavement and see them as useful, helpful, helpful things. So that's me. Thank you. Sounds absolutely wonderful and wonderful to have that connection with earth. When I, I went up and stayed with Claire on the steading and um, that's why I call her the West Highland Witch. She is the original living of the land walking and talking her talk and I found I didn't realize what I was absorbing when I was up there but when I came back I was walking along the canal bank and suddenly all these plants were looking at me and speaking to me and I realized really truly realized it's all there at the right time <laughs> in the right place when you need it so that was um, a huge wake up for me for somebody who thinks that they've been quite awake for a while I wasn't <laughs> and that was thanks to our very own Waste Island Witch. <laughs> it's really interesting how you said about plants that grow up through the cracks of the pavements because I know growing up I was this plantain that is yeah. full of healing benefits and yet growing up I was told it was a weed and it needed to be dug up and thrown away. So it really is how we educate people to um, see the healing benefits of, of what is growing in our pavements and around us. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the most useful plants are what we call weeds. Um, 
you know, in herbal medicine, we often say that weeds are just useful plants growing in the wrong place. Um, and I always encourage people to, you know, if you are pulling weeds up out of your garden or trying to move them to a different place, then, you know, actually use them for your own benefit. And as you say, plantain and dandelion and nettles, these are some of like the most useful plants that we have in the UK. So plantain's a really good one um, to start learning with because it's super easy to identify. There are a couple of varieties. So there's ribwort plantain and there's round leaves plantain, but both of them in common have this particular um, leaf uh, pattern. So the veins of the leaf run um, up the length of the leaf rather than out from a central stem, if that makes sense. And um, so hence the name ribwort. So it's quite easy to identify and actually the little seed heads, they bob around in, you know, waste ground and lawns and paths and things. And um, they they actually look a bit like you might mistake them for grass if you weren't looking carefully. Um, but plantain is such a useful plant. It's my number one go to plant for bites and stings. So here in the West Highlands, um, we have these glorious little blood-sucking demons called midges and plantain is one of the most wonderful herbs to treat midgey bites um, or any kind of bites and stings really so I like to say that it soaks the poison out and uh, yeah it draws poison out of the skin and uh, the mucous membranes so so your mucous membranes are your um your what I call your slimy skin so the inside of your mouth the um, your digestive tract, your urinary tract, uh, the respiratory tract, any kind of skin, internal skin that secretes mucus. So plantain really helps to soothe mucous membranes and the skin. Um, it's anti-inflammatory and yeah, it helps with the bringing down histamine after bites and stings. It's got a multitude of other things, but I could be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them about the nettles, Claire. You know, that's my favourite story. <laughs> Yeah, Lilia. I actually met Lilia um, first at a workshop that I was running uh, in Ormsbury. Um, yeah, and she was just completely blown away by it. And uh, it was great, actually, because I had this inspirational force of nature, just like full of wonder in the corner of my class. So she kept everybody happy and uh, kept everybody going through the, the, the workshop. But yeah, she, she really... Um, loved the way that I was describing nettles I can't even remember what I said <laughs> I'm like, like trying to think what did I say the plant um, of the universe there was some women that describes it oh yeah so I was talking about um so I was talking about this herbalist American herbalist called Susan Weed and she um she says that nettles are the life force of the universe um, basically because they're so mineral rich and nourishing um, and they really kind of give you a bit of oomph. Um, they, you can use pretty much all parts of the nettle for medicine and for other things. The, the fibres from the stems were actually used during the, the war um, to make uh, army uniforms. The Germans used, used them to make their uniforms when the, their supply lines were cut off. So nettles are a really useful fibre. Um, the leaves are super rich in iron, really mineral rich, nourishing. They, they kind of nourish and cleanse at the same time. So they help to pull out waste products through the kidneys and they also you know, build the blood as well. 
Uh, the seeds are really stimulating and they can help with low energy levels, fatigue, and again, they have um, a healing impact on the kidneys as well. So I've used them for people with um, kidney failure very successfully. In fact, I've used them for a patient who has a third of one of his kidneys left after um, having renal cancer to help with kidney function and he's doing pretty well on, on the nettle mix. Um, and the roots also can be used. There's some research that suggests that they are beneficial for, um, for a swollen prostate, benign prostatic hyperplasia. So it's a non-malignant form of um, swelling of the prostate, which is pretty common in men over 50. So the, the root can help to reduce the, the swelling of that. Um, so yeah, pretty useful plant all round as nettle. <laughs> And can we just go out and pick the nettles and make ourselves a brew of nettles or nettle soup? Or Absolutely. Um, so I think one hazard that most people know about nettles is that they do tend to sting. They bite if you don't pick them properly. So, yeah, wearing gloves or using scissors, um, there is a way of picking them without um, stinging yourself. But if you want to gather a large quantity, it is just a lot easier to wear gloves. Um, so yeah, you can make soup with them, you can smoosh them up into pesto, you can blanch them and freeze them for later use, you can dry them for making herbal teas or adding into soups and stocks and things afterwards, or you can make a vinegar with them, so uh, chop them up and infuse them in um, apple cider vinegar or something like that, um, leave it for a month, strain it out, and then you've got a nice mineral rich vinegar there. Or you can make a tincture, which is basically an extract of um, a plant in water and alcohol. So you can just cover it with, say, you know, a, a bland spirit like vodka or something like that. Same principle as the vinegar, leave it for a month and then strain it out and you've got a, a nettle liquid medicine there. Um, yeah, nettles are also, like I say, they're really high in iron. So it's you can add them to like red wine as well um, to make an iron tonic. I usually combine that with red, so it's red wine, nettles, orange peel and uh, apricots because apricots are super high in iron as well. And the vitamin C from the oranges helps your body to absorb it. So that's a nice wee recipe. Yeah, <laughs> I could go on. <laughs> People often talk about nettles, the time to pick them is the spring, but can you actually pick them all the year round or is there a specific picking time? Yeah, so with the, the leaves, you want to get them before um, the plant has got to, before it's gone to seed, basically. So mm -hmm. before the, the flowers have started to develop. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, it becomes quite high in substances that you don't really want in your body. Um, so yeah, leaves you want spring or before, before the flowers form. What I tend to find is if you have like a patch of nettles that you visit frequently if you keep cutting them back you'll be able to get a supply pretty much you know through the the year until the autumn and um, spring is definitely the best time to get them but if you wanted to have some in the autumn as well then just keep a patch near you well trimmed um, and then obviously the seeds uh, so nettle nettle is a, a dioecious plant which means that it's got male and female flowers on on separate plants so um you have to be careful when you're harvesting the seeds that it is actually the seeds and not just the flowers that you're picking. Um, and then roots, the best time to harvest roots is, is in autumn 
um, or you know through the winter as long as the ground's not too sodden or frozen um, and early spring before the, the plant starts to grow again. I'm going to respect the nettles in my garden a lot more. <laughs> well I think it's a plant that commands respect you know if you don't pay attention to it it will bite. <laughs> mm. Yeah but I often pull it up because it's in amongst the flowers or whatever actually I'm going to give it a bit more space. Allow them to Allow. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, I think, you know, you, you can still have nettles in amongst your flowers. You can still have those weeds there. And it's just knowing what they are and like how incredibly powerful and beneficial they are. Can you tell us a bit about how the book you're writing together came to life? So uh, last, no, not last year, 2019, Lilia was running... Um, 12-week healing community retreat um, at Barmolach, uh, which was part of the Heal Scotland movement. And she contacted me to ask if I wanted to come and teach for a weekend at it. Um, so, you know, we did some, some foraging classes and some, uh, you know, how to connect with the herbs and things like that. And during, I think it was one of the meals, uh, a few of us got chatting and you know, I was saying, oh, yeah, I'd love to write a, a recipe book. I'd love to write a, a book about herbs. And Lily, I was just like, well, let's do it then, you know, <laughs> always enthusiastic. So, yeah, really, it came out of the, the Heal Scotland uh, healing community. And um, it kind of, yeah, it was just one of those flyaway comments that you make. And, uh, yeah, suddenly it, it uh, developed into a book. And I think the lockdown and everything you know we're always busy running our own stuff aren't we doing doing our clinics and running businesses and and the lockdown kind of gave everybody a bit of a chance to step back and go oh there's this thing that I really want to do and now I actually have the time to do it so um but yeah I think that's probably yeah it. yeah it sort of evolved didn't it we um we we still have a there's there's recipes in this book um because every what we've done is we've we've put it into months what you can forage in January and so on we thought that would be easy for people to you know just turn to the month that they're, that they're in easily recognizable things that you know because obviously that's possibly one of the only concerns you have about foraging is this the thing I think it is and then um so then we were like well let's make a recipe or a one of the words that Claire uses tincture concoction de deduction all the stuff <laughs> which we as explained in the book um and and also we were re we realised you know like the wild medicine it's it's not just about food we understand that that's given us and medicine because I think that's a huge huge thing we have to get through is that the medicine is there and what tends to happen is that companies buy take the plants and change them and sell them back to us when in actual fact when you have the level of knowledge that Claire has you can really just go straight to nature. <laughs> for exactly what you need and, and there's mindfulness is needed there because these things are powerful you know as we know I my mistake was with the dandelion tea I was drinking far too much and it made me feel sick as a detox right and I was like oh yeah there's a you know you have to be mindful about the quantity and the quality etc but it really was a powerful lesson for me and then obviously because I do cold water swimming we were we then went into the five elements that you know but there's there's so many things about being within the electromagnetic field of nature that will supply the body with infinite energy. <laughs> but most of us are living in a way now that we're actually completely unintentionally cut ourselves off from it. 
And, and I think this is the thing, you know, that with the book, it's really about inspiration and inclusivity. And it's just, you know, we want people to say, to read one of the things, say, I could do that. I could do that. And, you know, it's backed by a lot of science because people in the West, we live around that. If you can't prove it, then <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so we have all the science, you know, but I think, you know, the wild medicine, which Claire came up with, which I just, the minute she said, I think I've got the title. As soon as she said it, we're like, yes, that's it. And um, it's wild in so many ways that it's just literally round about you, wherever you are, even if you're in a city, it's in a park near you, you know, and it's wild that we don't know about it. And it's wild that it's so powerful. And um, and I just find it really, I mean, all, since the first time I met Claire, I was just absolutely spellbound by the, the magic that is there that I had walked past pretty much every day for 60 years without understanding. And um, and I, I don't want my grandchildren to, <laughs> to grow up as mindless as I did. So, um, yeah, and the movement's right. Claire's right. Lockdown, I think, is taking a lot of us outside. And so I know in our area, people are doing walks that they didn't even know you know, five minutes from their door. So I think the time, the timing is right for Scotland's wild medicine. Definitely. And it's about helping people to wake up, isn't it? Waking up to what is around us, um, which really is the message, I think, of, of what's going on at the minute. Yeah, we've become so disconnected from who we are that, you know, mm. we, we seem to, we think we're separate, you know, and we're not separate and we know what these plants do. And the power that is there, they interact with us. You know, they, they are, there's an intelligence um, that, you know, when Claire will talk, like, she just briefly told you about plantain and nettles, but she can go into the whole emotional element, the, the spiritual element, which I just find absolutely, it's, it's, a, it's a different narrative and it's a much, much more exciting one. You know, we've, we've just been sold the wrong narrative and now we're just like, whoa, look at the magic that's out there. Literally all around you, even the mycelium, you know, every time you take a, a foot in the forest, understanding that network of unbelievable intelligence that's underneath our feet. So, yeah, this is the woman that woke me up to it. <laughs> so it's exciting to pull our passion for you know we're passionate about all of it but obviously clear skill set and, and expertise is the understanding of the medicine and the food and for me it's uh, the outdoors and the five elements that's that's we're co-writing our and bringing our information and our absolute first-hand experience of what works Claire can I ask you a question if there was one med medicinal plant that you would recommend for us to have in our garden, what would it be? Oh no, I knew you were going to ask me something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, so I find that like a really difficult question to answer. Um, it's kind of like saying if there was one vegetable that you had to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? So I just like I just don't think I can answer it basically because you know I love broccoli but I wouldn't want to eat it for 10 of my you know my 10 a day for the next 60 years or however <laughs> however long I'm going to live um but I, I guess I probably have like a top 10 um although like I don't have a definitive list um it's, it's such a difficult one and I think 
thinking about a garden you know it is it's like a little ecosystem as well the same as as the body is and if you just had one plant in it it wouldn't be much of an ecosystem would it so I think diversity is really key and it's that's key with with the food that we put into our bodies it's key with the herbs that we have um, you know that's that's kind of the way that that we are supposed to to be um, but yeah like I say I do come back to those um, common weeds ever so often you know every so often and I think that those are the herbs that I probably rely on the most um, and work with the most because they are so powerful and they are so common and they are so useful um, so it would be things like dandelion and nettle and plantain and yarrow um, you know and I, I love my seaweeds and things as well uh, those lovely mineral rich plants um, so yeah it's it's a really difficult question to answer <laughs> um, but yeah diversity is key I think yeah for the gut biome the more diversity we have and it's you know it's the same as above so below and I think that's the other big message is if this ecosystem within us um, is not experiencing diversity then we are not we cannot be as diverse and particularly when it comes to healing and um, and it's the same in the garden diversity is that's we also it's a collective community that supports each other and um, shares information with each other and you know this, that symbiotic relationship that we then have between the gut and the heart and the brain um, that we were actually had separated it all out <laughs> like we like to do in Western, um, you know, we, we, we just fail to see it as this phenomenal ecosystem that thrives within a phenomenal ecosystem. And our kind of greed and ignorance has led us to destroy all of that. So anyway, the witches are back. Well, the book sounds magical, really, really magical. And um, and I know certainly for myself and for Julia, we can't wait to see it and get our hands on it. So um, how can people find your book? Well, they can pre-order on our, uh, we have a, a pre-order website, which is on the Heal Scotland and the Help Your Cell, C-E-L-L website. You'll find it on any of our pages as well. Um, if you get stuck, just ping me a message or clear a message. You can send on the link. The, the book comes out in May and it will be available, you know, hard copy wise from places like the Perth Wellness Centre um, and at Clare's Place in Loch Allen and other chosen places around Scotland and the UK. We're focusing on Scotland right now, but you know that this is not just for people that live on this part of the land. This is for everyone. Um, the herbs may vary slightly, but the message is the same, exactly the same. So, yeah. And we have the Heal Scotland page, um, Instagram account, website, YouTube, all, you know, all the way through. And Claire has all that as well. Daily, Claire is giving out incredible information. And in um, I, I love your Instagram account, particularly the one that comes up. So, yeah. You say, um, yeah, you can find me at uh, my business is called West Highland Terrible so you can find me on Instagram or Facebook as West Highland Terrible or my website is West Highland Terrible as well. Well you've answered our next question because that's what I was going to ask you next I <laughs> find you so that's perfect. <laughs> the app the Heal Scotland app yes. so clears on that as well so you can 
you know, download the app and all the information is there at your fingertips. Fabulous. Thank you so much. It's just been wonderful talking to you both. Really just can feel the energy and the enthusiasm and I, it just is wonderful and it's just wonderful this is all happening and that, as I say, that, you know, it's really bringing it to everybody so that it's opening our eyes more. Fabulous. Absolutely. Well, that's what we want the book to be. Claire chose herbs that people can recognise and, you know, well, yeah, I keep saying this is like the first step. It's just to get people engaged and inspired and making the things um, with the, the stuff that you forage. Um, um, because we've got, probably got about another 20 books. <laughs> but I think perhaps the full-blown recipe book will, will maybe be the next one. I don't know. We're, we're certainly talking about that, a more in-depth recipe book. So thank you so much for having us on. I'm excited for your place to be open to. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you.